Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. from Studio 6B on a Monday night. Getting a new week started. Glad you're in. Hope you had a great weekend. Paul Nolan's here with some news. Mr. Nolan, how was your weekend? It was wonderful. You watched the final, uh, watched any of the basketball? No. No? Really? I went to a hockey game. Oh, okay. Very good. And I watched my favorite team get their butts whooped. It was... Uh... Yes, it's been not a great season for you <laughs> no. and your team. Yes, no. I know. Uh, Rick Delgado's here. Mr. Delgado, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. How are you? How was your weekend? Good. I feel like smacking somebody. What about you? There's <laughs> been a lot of that lately. Uh, Rick Amorati's here with sports. Mr. Amorati, how are you? Good. Big D. It was a red carpet weekend. A lot of fun. I had a good time. Oh, you did you go to a red carpet wow. event? No. Come oh. on now. Oh. Did you watch any of the basketball? Probably not. Uh, no, of course I did. Come on, what's wrong with you? Oh, you did? Naturally, I did. Okay. I wasn't overly excited about the results, but I watched it. Yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, that's all right. We got a nice Final Four weekend coming up. I'm going to detail all that, and we're going to up the ante, and Slick Rick's going to come out on top on okay. Sunday night. Final Four, night. yes. We'll talk about the Final Four. Um. Well, my weekend was fine. Thanks all for asking. Geo Fran here holding it down as always. <laughs> I asked. Um, I didn't watch one second of the Oscars. Didn't even know about this I didn't until even know obviously. It was on. I know right. Until I saw the hubba Baloo on social media about, you know, this one event um, with Chris Rock and what's his name? I didn't even know it was on. You know, the, who cares? America in a nutshell. The president's son's laptop is real. And everyone cares about a smack. Yeah. We're all going ahead. Yeah, I'm. I'm still waiting from the statement from BLM. Well, his state. Uh, you see, the statement is uh, clearly not from Will Smith. His his uh, somebody manager or somebody PR person put out and signed his name to it. I'm sure it's not from him. But he put out a statement tonight apologizing for his behavior. But uh, I don't know. Who cares? It's a bunch of bunch of Hollywood phonies all the way around. Who who cares? I know. I mean, I don't know. You can't. You just that. That's just, that's just a punk move, if you ask me. Yeah. Just can't. I mean, if you can't take the joke, you know, it's just like anything. If if you don't like what you're hearing, then get up and leave. But you know, for the left that likes to say, "Oh, well, you know, we're against violence," eh? I, I guess not, because a lot of people were applauding what he did. 
Right. I mean, listen, I wish the guy wouldn't have taken a shot at his wife and her, and her whatever she, problems she's having with the her. alopecia. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's, still, listen, it's can, a lowbrow joke. Yeah, it is. It's below the belt. It it's is. low class. No and doubt it, about it. So why go into the gutter with him? Well, that's assuming he knew she had this problem. She did know. He knew. Yeah, of course he knew. I didn't know she knew about this problem. Well, yeah, but you're not in Hollywood. He is. Well, it was his chance to look like a man after he was, you know, emasculated last year with the whole entanglement thing. Well, there's a lot of talk about this guy's life and what's going on, but he yeah, could have so just could have just yelled. entanglement thing? What is that? Like now his wife oh, yeah. was fooling around or something? Yeah. Publicly cheated with a younger guy and yeah. yeah. Open marriage, kind of open, thing. open for everything but bad jokes, obviously. Uh, so right, okay. But listen, he could have just could have <laughs> right, just yelled. Right. He could have just yelled and said, "Not funny." Could have. There's a lot of stuff he could have done. Just stayed in the seat, and not pulled that move. But right. there's and no way. The whole thing's just for just everybody loses. So so yeah, you, you, and then he, he wins actor of the year right after that. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on, what Best does that actor. say? Yeah. I mean, well, so, we've already spent too much time on it. Way yeah. too, way so, too much. Next. Way too much. Um, how about Hunter's lap? How about Hunter's uh, laptop? Though we should be getting on. Go ahead, Paul. Take it away. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you know it's just crazy. Like you see what's going on here. That Hunter and, and his father, the big guy, share bank accounts, pay each other's bills. The Rosemont Seneca's, you know, uh, what do you call it? A uh, you know accounting firm did their taxes. Millions are pouring in from all kinds of criminal directions. Oh, and, and not only you nobody mentioned Ro- Rosemont Seneca, well, now I it mean, seems like they're nobody, attached. Nobody, nobody, nobody cares. We played Peter Schweitzer on Thursday or Friday, whatever it was. I think it was Thursday because I don't think you were on that night. We played Peter Schweitzer. Peter Schweitzer says that New York Times article last week is maybe a little signal that they're trying to get out ahead of this because the raising the level of um, possible indictment up to better than 50-50. Yeah, well, you look at his Wikipedia page, and I bet it says conspiracy theorist. You know, I bet he's discredited by every single mainstream. Look, how about all the bioweapon labs? I mean, the constant disinformation that goes goes on about that. Even Telegram, they they take down the RT page. At least let me see their propaganda so I can discern between CNN's propaganda and and try to find, figure out what's going on. I mean, because that's the only way we can figure out what's going on now is read through everybody's propaganda and see what each team is trying to sell us. But he did say that he raises the specter of, of, the, of a possible indictment. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, still suppressed, and, and it'll be on some kind of a tax evasion, right? It'll be on, on something along those lines, or it'll be on a security threat. We don't know, what it, what, uh, we don't know how much it'll encompass, but this, this jury's been um, together for quite a while. Then they went away for, they were not disbanded, but it kind of put on hold for COVID. Now they've been back. Peter Schweitzer says he thinks the idea of an indictment here is getting stronger and stronger. It's seen, seeing more reports about it. Yeah. And then, and then the Rosemont Seneca thing you were talking about before, that is now they're saying that there's a link between that and the funding of some of these Ukraine biolabs. That is out. They found that through, through going through the, uh, the laptop. And as we talked on Friday, confirmed uh, Israeli emails, Rick, It'll be interesting to see how Trump's lawsuit and Durham yeah. kind of run parallel to each other from here on out. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about that, like you said, Friday. And I really think it's going to be we're going to see the Durham lawsuit, like the Durham investigation, all of a sudden start feeding into the Trump lawsuit. And somebody brought it up today. I forget who it was. But they made mention. They made mention of everybody that was mentioned in the Donald Trump lawsuit. Who he's suing? You know, Hillary Clinton, everybody on her team, James Comey, Clapper, Brennan. The one name they said they did not see 
was Rod Rosenstein. So what does that mean? I don't know. Is he... (laughs) <laughs> Did he turn states? Is he, you know, is he offering up, uh, you know, evidence um, to cover his own hide? Who knows? Hmm. But it's a question. Why, why wasn't he mentioned? He's been there through the whole thing. Yeah. All right. Um, well, let me tell you who had a good week, good and busy weekend, and that is everybody at RAV because we covered the um, covered the president's rally on Saturday. Coverage started at three o'clock, and I was watching it. It was great, and everybody did. Everybody did great. The rally coverage we do is, is unlike anybody else. Ben Berkwam and all the crew out there talking to the people for hours before. Then you get the speakers. David Oliver in Denver was fantastic. Ed and Karen on the ground were fantastic. Ben was fantastic. Heather fantastic. Everybody. Uh, and I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. But everybody was great. But the David Perdue was the last speaker, and he got done. Probably about 5.45, 5.50. And he was the last scheduled speaker. Well, the president, I don't think the president got there till about 8.30. 8.30. So um, they had to do a lot to kill some time. And they do. It was just, it was good. But the president was good Saturday night. He was fired up. He was using language like I was, he used some language like I heard at the Freedom Fight Night there sitting at the table with... <laughs> sitting there with ed henry uh but the president was good and then well it didn't stop there they got one day off and then today today was the big day and we've got some uh, behind the scenes here harry oates and the crew found themselves today at merlago with john solomon and amanda head for the big interview with 45 all right. Did, did Harry have his, his T-shirt tucked in, I hope? <laughs> <laughs> There's John Solomon. So this is tomorrow night, exclusive interview with President Donald Trump on Just the News, Not Noise with Amanda and John. They were there with the president today. Harry sent some behind the scenes here. And, uh, man, I'm looking forward to seeing this because, obviously, no one is tuned in to, you know, the Durham and everything else more than John Solomon. And I'm, I'm sure they talked about it. Um, well, look at this, Rick. Look at Harry. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you oh, notice boy. they don't let him get too close. Oh, look at this. What Harry on the highway. Oh, there he is. He's on the highway. Stars in his eyes, Harry. There he is. So. He, you know what? He thinks he's a Secret Service guy now. Look. <laughs> yes. So we have a behind-the-scenes uh, clip from the tape. Now, this is tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Lock it in right now. Put it on your calendar. 6 p.m. tomorrow night, John Solomon and Amanda Head with the president, President Donald Trump on Just the News, Not Noise, 6 p.m. right here on uh, Real America's Voice. Let's see that behind-the-scenes clip. Um, Jay, roll that. Hey, just for our six Studio 6B fans, we're here doing a little behind-the-scenes with John Solomon and Amanda Head getting ready for the big Trump interview. And we're flipping around, and guys, here we are. It's amazing. We're ready. We're ready. We have some questions. And we got Parker working. We got Mr. Corey working. So listen, this is going to be an amazing, amazing, amazing interview. Wait, tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Get ready. (laughs) Parker says, Harry, move your hands in front of the the camera there, Harry. Oh, yeah, 6 p.m. So um, good for them. Fantastic. I'm sure the interview is going to be absolute fire, John and Amanda. No one's plugged into the Durham and everything like that, more than John Solomon in in all the election Work he's been doing, him and his team out there with the election integrity. 
So I'm sure it's a wide range of topics. I have not seen it. I've seen one small clip that I'm going to play for you tonight here at some point. Maybe we'll bumper with that, G. I don't know. But um, it's going to be good. 6 p.m. tomorrow night. Just the news, not noise with President Donald Trump at 6 p.m. John Solomon and Amanda Head. Uh, no holds barred. Let's go. And I'm sure that's exactly what it is. President's been fired up. President played golf on Saturday, had a hole in one. Paul? Dang. Five this iron. Life is so much better than mine. <laughs> Five iron, 180. He's wow. a beast. That is, at, I mean, with all due respect, at his age. That's what that, I hit my five iron 180. Five and iron I'm, 180. I'm, just I'm 30 years younger than him. He just striped it. Well, 20. Wow. I wish 30. For the hole of one. He's some player, too. Yeah, he's a good player. That's what everybody says, yeah. Except Rory. <laughs> yeah, except Rory, that fool. By the way, I mean, has our, has our Rory curse worked out pretty good? Yes. Since yeah, he I said think it? So. Yes. It's worked out pretty good, right? Yes, absolutely. Rory pretty much plays like me now. Since <laughs> he we sh- said he that. shoots his temperature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he 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 plays like I should play. He shoots high seventies now. So that's pretty good. Um, well, there's lots to cover tonight. We'll get into it. We'll do some sports and news next, and we'll get back. And when we get back at eight thirty, we'll start to get in. You know, just as on Friday, we talked about the president. We talked about how every word matters, and we thought... The F-bomb about the climate change? That mattered. Did you hear him? Well, that was President Trump. Yes, yeah. yes. So I said he used language, yes, this weekend like I Boy, heard at the fights. I'm sorry, I thought you were... But President <laughs> Biden's language, after Friday when we spoke about um, with the troops there, telling them they're going to Ukraine, hello, what? Well, it got worse from there, believe it or not. It got worse from there, as most of you probably saw. As he's leaving, by the way, how pathetic is the media fawning over this speech, make, comparing it to Reagan's, <laughs> I mean, I can't even go any farther in saying it. I just say the word Reagan and just start laughing. Comparing it to Reagan, what? Come on. I mean, calls for regime change in Russia at the end of his speech. So reckless. I mean, so we'll get into that. Have some thoughts on that and thoughts on him. We'll do news, sports, lots to do on a busy Monday. Glad you're in live from Studio 6B. the mayor of Moscow's wife give the Bidens, both of them, three and a half million dollars for them. That's a lot of money. She gave him three and a half million dollars. So now I would think Putin would know the answer to that. I think he should release it. I think we should know that answer. Just a little, little tease of where we might be going tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Just the news, not noise with Amanda and John Solomon. Mayor of Moscow's wife. We know that's on the table. And uh, interesting what he said there. He says, I think they should release. 
Very interesting. See where that goes. So yeah. 6 p.m. tomorrow night, right here on Real America's Voice, President Donald Trump on Just the News, Not Noise for release the whole hour. Four, yeah, released 14,000 hours of footage at uh, January 6th while they're at it. The Salem witch trial. That I mean, the January 6th thing, don't get me started on that. It's so they are just a wrecking ball not to be stopped at this point, Getting as, trying to ruin as many lives as possible before the midterms. Now they're going after Ginny Thomas, who mm-hmm. is the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas because of text messages that I guess that she sent to somebody. I haven't read the whole story. But they are just going after everything and anybody before the midterms that they can. Yeah, Because they know time is limited. Text messages to Mark Meadows. Okay. All right, so uh, if we have time, actually, we'll get into that because I saw the Washington Post has some um, putrid article on that uh, today. But let's do some sports and hear what that is. Uh, Slick Rick, Rick Emirati, what's going on, pal? I don't forget, brought to you by MyPillow. Don't forget to use the code LFS6B. And in the getter chat, Care to Walk said they sold, saved 50% off on the slippers. So those are some good savings. And uh, Somebody sent slippers. me a picture of their slippers today and said, I just got them. Yeah, 50% they off. They said they're the most comfortable slippers I've ever had, and I wasn't surprised. Beautiful. And, so, uh, well, speaking of getting into a big D. They saved 50%, you said? 50%. Yeah, Care to Walk on the getter uh, said they saved 50% off on their slippers. Holy cow. I know, right? Unbelievable. How does he do it? Incredible. And speaking of slippers, well, St. Peter's petered out yesterday, but let's get into the NCAA. We got St. Peter's on Friday. Great games. Obviously, this dominated the sports weekend pretty much with the NCAA March Madness. Final four as we head to next weekend. Big time. Big D's counting his money. Look at that. He looks like he did an NFL season. And <laughs> Slick Rick came back at the end and took it all back. And we're going to helpfully, hopefully have those results again this weekend. But uh, great uh, St. Peter's upsetting the Boilermakers on Friday night, 67-64. Great game in the Wells Fargo Center down in Philly. And also Providence uh, falling to Kansas. The Jayhawks are starting to look good, but they didn't cover. I needed them to cover seven. They only won by five, so another loser for Slick Rick. And uh, North Carolina, the uh, surprise Tar Heels, number eight ranked, coming beat UCLA, 73-66. Another good game, and uh, I, I, I had that one because I went with the Tar Heels. I know better. They're looking good, and they could be the, they could be the sleeper, Big D. Keep an eye on them. And uh, Miami Hurricanes, well, they stormed the great state of Iowa, and uh, Iowa State lost, of course, 70 to 56. They got absolutely cleaned out. And uh, what are you going to do? That was in Chicago, that game. And then we went to Saturday, the Elite Eight. And in the South region, Villanova over Houston. I had Houston. I thought they were looking good. They might be a dark horse to get in, but no such thing as they lost. And uh, what are you going to do shocked. on that one? I was but, shocked. How right? I, I thought they were going to yeah. win. Or how, I, I should give credit to Villanova's defense because Jay Wright did a nice job. But yeah. shocked how inept they looked on offense. Big D, 44 points in a whole game? Wow, that's unbelievable. Not what a good. shutdown. West region. Doing- One for 13 from three or something like that. Pathetic. Yeah, that was, that was very lame. And uh, what the West region, Duke, 78-69 over Arkansas, uh, which saw the Razorbacks uh, depart after a spirited run. I thought they made a really good run, and I had the Razorbacks. A lot of the uh, my getter followers are saying you can't bet against the Razorbacks, and I, uh, well, I went with them, and guess what? They lost. And Sunday's games, <laughs> Kansas absolutely crushed Miami. Wasn't even a game, Big D, 76-50. Uh, well, was, it was a was, game to the second half. 
Yeah, well, they, that second half, it was all over, man. There was adjustments. Yeah, actually, Miami was looking good in the first half. I thought they were going to pull an upset. And I had Kansas. Obviously, Kansas, though, boy, they made some good first-half adjustments in the locker room at halftime and came out and did well. And, of course, number 15, St. Peter's, who were historical. First number 15 seed to get to the Elite Eight. Absolutely incredible run for the, the uh, Peacocks from Jersey. They did a great job. I think they'll be back. They were a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, they ran into the number eight Tar Heels. Tar Heels mean business. They got a date with Duke, and they're looking to do the same thing to Mike Krzyzewski as they did a couple of weeks ago and, uh, and upset him and get into the final, the final two in the championship game, Big D. I That's can't believe be it's game. the first time in, in the history of college basketball that these two stories, it's the greatest rivalry in college sports. Yeah. Duke and uh, NC in basketball is the first time they're going to meet in a Final Four. Never mm. happened before. Yeah. And, of course, I historical because that. of Mike Krzyzewski, right? I mean, it's, it's incredible. You know, if they send them into a early retirement by beating them, that's just going to be some story. And that's the, that's the primetime game Saturday night. I believe it's an 849 tip, Big D, and I think I'm going to be uh, definitely watching the game this Saturday night. I mean, wait. if you're Duke, I, I don't know how you can ever in your life have more motivation. You just lost to this team on the last home game of your coach's career at Cameron Indoor. You got embarrassed, and now you've got your shot at revenge. I just don't know how you can. I don't know how else you can be motivated if you're not motivated to play that this game, Final yeah. Four, to go to the championship on your coach's retirement tour here. Yeah. I think the early line is like four points. Four what a five. game that's going to be! Yeah, Duke is favored on early line like four. And uh, one more quick one, Big D. Rodeo Austin has wrapped up. These are all finals. Every finalist won $9,400. Nice first place uh, cash prize. Bareback riding, Caleb Bennett, 87 points on. Butler and Son Rodeos, South Suds. Steer wrestling, Taylor Roseland, 3.7 seconds. Team roping, Nick Sartain and Reagan Ward, 4.2 seconds. Good score, 9,400 each. Saddle bronc riding, Leon Fountain, 92 points on Butler and Son Rodeos. Neutrinas, Killer. And uh, tie-down roping, Shad Mayfield, 7.4 seconds. Bow racing, Destry Davenport, 15.31 seconds. And last but not least, bull riding, number one, the number one cowboy in the last who knows how many years, Stetson Delright, 93 points on Andrew Rodeo's Wild Onion. Hope he had breath mints. And that's a wrap in sports, Big D. Okay, very good, Rick. I Thanks very much. <laughs> let's uh, let's go into the getter chat here just for a second. Let's see what's going on. Ten thousand views. We know we had over twenty thousand on Friday night. Of course, we were hyping up the um, the share. Someone said if we get under oh, over twenty thousand, I'd have to say something nice about Ed Henry. Well, I say nice stuff all the time about Ed Henry. You know, on the air when he can hear you, but when you're off no, the no, air, don't, do it that's on when the, the truth comes out. I do it on the air, so you just do the news here. Speaking of the news, <laughs> oh, look. Speaking of, oh, SmackDown. This is from Real Prince Doll. I saw this. I guess Mr. Oh, Henry played it this, uh, showed so, it this morning as well. That's so good. This was um, me playing the role of uh, Chris Rock. And, <laughs> I'm sorry, of uh, Will Smith. And uh, Mr. Henry playing the role of Chris Rock. Yeah. Well, Ed, Ed better know to uh, keep your wife's name out, out of his mouth. <laughs> keep Harry. It's Harry. It's, oh, Harry. Sorry. It's Harry's. Keep Harry's name. Yeah, that's what it was. So that's very similar to what happened at Freedom Fight Night. But, you know, <laughs> we're used to that. So, all right, let's do the news. Here at the news, a little bit of news anyways. We'll do some more when we get back. It's Paul Nolan. News brought to you by 7cells.com. Use our code LFS6B for 10% to check out what's going on, Mr. Nolan. Uh, actor Sean Pedd said uh, Saturday on CNN's newsroom that the Academy Awards should be boycotted. The Ukrainian President Zelensky was not invited to speak virtually. 
So um, that's right. You heard it. <laughs> you heard it right. <laughs> Sean Penn is, is said he's going to boycott the Oscars, and he and he did. So I, I, he looks <laughs> like he's boycotted like eating for the, like the last <laughs> ten years too. It's been, you know, and uh, brushing his hair, <laughs> and maybe brushing his teeth, and yeah. breath mints, and uh, deodorant. Yeah. I mean, he, it's been a long time since Falcon and the Snowman. Yeah, I mean, he just looks so miserable. He's still quarantining. Yeah. He's still quarantined. I mean, yeah, it looks like he's been held up in a bomb shelter himself for, for about six years. Either that or he still thinks he's married to Madonna. Oh, <laughs> could, could yeah. be that. Could be that. Man, he looks so, terrible. He, he should just stick to being Jeff Spicoli and just shut up. He's harsh. shut up. Another guy. Just... All right, we'll do some more news of Paul when we get back. Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. We do not have a strategy of regime change in Russia or anywhere else for that matter. Russia will be held accountable if it invades, and it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion. The White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki uh, now coming out in a statement just moments ago saying, quote, if any Russian military forces move across the Ukrainian border, that's a renewed invasion, and it will be met with a swift, severe, and united response. Obviously, uh, quite different than what the president said. And you're going to see when you're there, some of you have been there, you're going to see, you're going to see women, young people, standing stand in the middle of the front of a damn tank. White House officials are telling us that President Biden does not intend to send U.S. troops into Ukraine, even though a few hours ago he was talking to U.S. troops about what they're going to see when they go to Ukraine. If chemical weapons were used in Ukraine, would that trigger a military response from NATO? It would trigger a response in kind. The United States has no intention of using chemical weapons, period, under any circumstance. They don't seem to have their messaging together now, do they? <laughs> I mean, Everything's fine. Nothing and, and, and it's amazing how, um, as we get into what happened after that, after all of that has happened, of course, the last of that being when you all get there, when you were all there, as if the 82nd Airborne was going to Ukraine, that was bad enough. Because as we said Friday, you know, you get some... You get some madmen, lunatics somewhere in, in one of these places that mis misreads that or misinterprets it and then runs it up the chain of command to who knows who. I mean, just who knows what could happen? You're the president of the United States for crying out loud. You got, you don't even, the right hand doesn't even know what the left hand is doing. Which, by the way, brings me to, not right now, but... Uh, an excellent piece by George Perry today in the American Spectator and something we've talked about on this show numerous times. Who exactly is running the Biden regime at this point? Mm. So if I have time, I'll get to that. Yeah, but who, um, who I was visiting him in Delaware, right? 
Just follow whoever keeps going to his compound yeah. in Delaware. Yeah, exactly. Let's get the in and out uh, receipts for who's going there all these weekends he spent there. But um, it just it just never ends, and and the media is so corrupt in all of this that it's almost like he gets a pass in making these mistakes. If Trump made these mistakes. Or, or any other, almost anybody else, other than Obama, he could made it. The, the scrutiny that every word would have been under parsed, every letter parsed, every syllable parsed. Wow, what did he mean? What? He can't. How about Rosemont Seneca's books if, if, uh, if Donald Jr. was running that thing? I mean, the, the corruption with the things they did to the, Indi- the American Indians, I mean, it's just nonstop. It's one criminal hit after another. I mean, I remember, was it Bannon or, or maybe even John Solomon talking about it? Even as he's entering the White House with all the corruption of his son, he wouldn't have security clearance to even visit the White House, let alone run it. Not, imagine it was Trump, all this stuff. Man. But he continues to make these mistakes in speaking on the world stage in front of the cameras to the troops uh to over uh, you know overseas to these audiences and he just gets a pass and you get and the people get asked about it and the white house press secretary gets asked about it and his people get asked about it and, and it's just like we're supposed to just we're supposed to just let it go like just brush it off okay we know we uh, we no no we're not doing don't worry you know it's like one of those deals it's uncle joe yeah it's like we're just all Joey supposed to be okay with it Right, and they'll tell you it was terrific speeches. They'll tell you he right. was great. They told <laughs> us it was better than Reagan's tear down that wall speech somebody from, I think, NBC. Yes, lady <laughs> never stops. So here's what he said. Cut one, G. This is Saturday night. His final speech. Oh, good, he's yelling. Man, oh. I'm rebuilding an empire. will never erase the people's love for liberty. Brutality will never grind down their will to be free. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia, for free people refuse to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principles, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. God bless you all, and may God defend our freedom, and may God protect our troops. Thank you for your patience. Thank you. Patience. So that was the moment. Oof. And everybody went, huh? He could barely enunciate it. It sounded like he had like three pieces of gum in his mouth and he was like dribbling on himself. This man cannot remain in power. And of course, that spread like wildfire. Because that's a serious statement for the United States to take that position. So he's talking about toppling a government? I mean, that's what he said. He, can, <laughs> he said, basically, we need regime change. He cannot stay in power. Exactly. That's a, that's a, oh. It's a huge statement. Yeah. So, of course, everybody had a scramble once again, all day Saturday and Sunday, to, to walk that back. Once again. So they had to walk back the troops going to Ukraine. We had to walk that back. We had to walk back to chemical weapons, as you heard Jake uh, Sullivan do. And now we've had to walk back that we're calling for regime change in Russia. Which Biden was asked about. Now just listen to his answer. It, 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 
it's like it's like he doesn't remember that he's on camera that his speeches are actually recorded that we can go back and listen to what he said cut to g roll it mr president do you want putin removed mr president were you calling for regime change no <laughs> no he just can't stay in power. <laughs> but no, I'm not calling difference. Yeah, no, I'm not calling for regime change. The regime is fine. It's just him. <laughs> he is the oh. regime, sir. Okay. No. Thanks for clarifying. I think that was sounded like the girl from CNN, Kristen, whatever her name is there. What kind of what kind of ice cream you got there? Yeah, that was her follow-up. Rock Cut three, G. Here's how MSNBC reported on this. Roll it. President Biden back in Washington late Sunday trying to walk back his ad-libbed remark a day earlier in Poland, where he appeared to call for regime change in Russia. Paul brings up a good point. He could have just... Hello. The provocative comment was off script and off message among the last words out of the... (laughs) Okay, fine. Thank you. Paul brings brings up a good point trying to walk back. He's just trying to walk. So that's that's the first thing. He's just trying to walk. So one more time, G, on this one, because I talked over half of it, maybe from the beginning. Uh, go ahead. President Biden back in Washington late Sunday trying to walk back his ad-libbed remark a day earlier in Poland, where he appeared to call for regime change in Russia. Mr. President, were you calling for regime change? The provocative comment was off script and off message among the last words out of the president's mouth in a fiery speech that capped his European visit, focused on Vladimir Putin's invasion of Ukraine. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. The White House quickly sought to clarify, as did the Secretary of State. We do not have a strategy of regime change in Russia or anywhere else for that matter. It's up to the Russian people. Still, the -the off-the-cuff remark quickly ricocheted around the world, Putin's spokesman immediately firing back. That's not for Biden to decide. The president of Russia is elected by Russians, he said. The pushback among senior lawmakers here in the U.S. was equally swift, a top Republican slamming it as a horrendous gaffe in an otherwise good speech. My gosh, I wish they would keep him on script. This administration has done everything they can to stop escalating. There's not a whole lot more you can do to escalate than to call for regime change. It was the latest in a string of unscripted comments by President Biden that put him at odds with his administration's own messaging. Speaking to American troops, suggesting they could be headed to Ukraine, though the White House later reiterated the U.S. is not sending any troops there. And later, while visiting with Ukrainian refugees, offering this blunt assessment of Putin. He's a butcher. That led French President Emmanuel Macron to distance himself from President Biden's words, saying if we want to do this, we must not escalate, neither with words nor with actions. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I mean, and just one mass ball of confusion coming from the president of the United States on the world stage. No leadership, uh, confusion in in what he does say, trying to even understand it, make sense of it. They got to walk it all back. They got to explain it. They got to send cliff notes around the world. I mean, it's just, what were you going to say, Paul? No, no, you covered it. Just he's he's just a walking gaff. It's and, like he's just a little he's a little tiny man. He's a bully, and all he has is his, is his, is his fake tough guy speeches when he acts like a tough guy. You know he just he loses his temper with people at town hall meetings with with reporters. You know he he's got he, he has a history of 
being a fake tough guy, and in the real world, he'd get the crap smacked out of him. Yeah. All By the way, that's true all the way back to think about as we sit here and think about his, um, you know, uh, Supreme Court nominee who we're told is such a um, once-in-a-lifetime once nominee, a black woman. Of course, she can't tell us what a woman is, but... No, she's not a biologist. you got to be fair. He, that's true. <laughs> he he was the biggest bully there ever was when Bob Bork and, and Clarence Thomas were up for the same exact thing. He was... He was vicious. Yeah. And then he complains about... He complains about Republicans asking about her sentences for uh, child porn cases. That's oh, that's way off the reservation to be asking about that. Well, he was way more vicious with Clarence Thomas and Bob Bork. Go back and watch the tapes. So it's just one. It's just so. Here's the kicker, really. And I don't. Know, maybe not everybody reads this the same way I read it. But today he's cut four. He's asked about this again now, three, two days removed after his staff has walked it all back. <laughs> and it seems to me like he doubles down again today. Roll that, G. Do you believe what you said, that Putin can't remain in power? Or do you now regret saying that because your government has been trying to walk that back? Did your words complicate matters? Well, yes, three different questions. I'll answer them all. Number one, I'm not walking anything back. All right, so stop Back it. So, 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 what, so what does that mean? It means what Paul said. I have trouble just even walking, so I'm not going to try to walk backwards. Walking backwards is a great task. I mean, the first thing he says is, I'm not going to walk it back. Right. In fairness, it's a terrific suit. <laughs> the staff has spent two days walking it back. Go ahead. As I was expressing the more outrage I felt toward the way Putin is dealing and the actions of this man. Okay, stop just, it. Flip just, it over to my screen, G. Here's how much they were worried about this. Here's what he was looking at. <laughs> I don't know who the photographer is there with the lens, but they haven't caught on to the fact that he's always looking to catch these things, and he did it once again. This is the card that Biden was holding today. Tough Putin Q&A talking points. Wow. And if you look at the second one down, the question being, if you weren't advocating for regime change then what did you mean can you clarify he's supposed to say i was expressing the moral outrage i felt towards the actions of this man i was not articulating a change in policy so go go back to that and just rewind it just a little bit the fact of the matter is i was expressing the moral outrage i felt toward the way putin is dealing and the actions of this man just just brutality of it half the children in Ukraine. I just come from what? being with those families. <laughs> Couldn't even read it right. All right, live from Studio 6B. More on this, more news, more sports. We'll get back right after this. to the hour live from studio 6b we'll get back to uh old pop pop today because he had some other moments that we'll get to 
And he had moments where he'd say one sentence and then absolutely contradict himself in the next sentence. Oh, so a normal day. Or so normal, <laughs> yeah. normal speech. <laughs> so we'll get to some of those highlights. Uh, good to see the people in Getter. The Getter chat's fired up tonight. Everybody's in there. I don't know. There seems to be a lot of talk about dinner in the in the Getter chat. Is that the, the way it usually goes, what we're having for dinner? Uh, good to see all you in there. What's the, uh, what are we up to? 13. Well, we need to get to 30. That's a, that's, that's a big push here we need, but, uh, yes. make sure you share the show real AM voice. Of course, follow us over at LFS 6B and you can follow Paul at, uh, at Papa Nolan. Yeah. P O P P A P O P P A. That's right. It's not P A P P O P. Um, he's going to do some news for you right now. What's going on, Paul? Um, President Joe Biden appeared frustrated on Monday when he was asked to clarify his comments about the chemical weapons and other comments during his trip to Europe. The president took several questions at the White House about his off-cuff comment about Putin on Saturday that raised concerns from the leaders around the world. When Biden asked Fo by Fox News Peter Ducey to clarify his assertion of the Russian president's uh, Putin um, would trigger response in kind if he used chemical weapons the uh president got indignant and that's uh clip a g can you roll that i know you're gonna ask a really nice question well it's it's an important question no, i think are you worried that other leaders in the world are going to start to doubt that america is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back what's getting walked back it made it sound like just in the last couple days uh, it sounded like you told U.S. troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the U.S. would use a chemical weapon. And it sounded like you were calling for regime change in Russia. And we know... None of the three occurred. None of the three occurred? None of the three. <laughs> you, you interpret the language that way. I was talking to the troops. We were talking about helping train the troops in that are the, the Ukrainian troops that are in Poland. That's for the context. I sat there with those guys for a couple hours. That's what we talked about. So when you said you're going to see when you're there, you were not intending to I was see referring to with, meeting with and talking with the uh, Ukrainian troops that were in Poland. And when you said a chemical weapon used by Russia would trigger no a sense. response yeah. in kind. You're already in Poland. Yeah, it will they're, trigger they're a significant there. response. What does that mean? I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Why would I tell you? You've got to be silly. The world wants to know. Look at this goof. The world wants to know a lot of things. I'm not telling them what the response would be. Then, then Russia knows the response. Well, we've told them everything else. <laughs> you've told us everything else we're not going to do. The whole, the whole way he's told us everything yeah. we're not going to do. Every time he crumbles, he just starts stuttering and he blinks those eyes that way. If you're playing poker with him, you know exactly what he's got. I mean, this guy's a goof. What a, what a goof. Man. All right, what else, Paul? Uh, poultry. One, uh, 15.4 million views tuned into the Sunday night debacle of the Oscar telecast. The second worst in history of a telecast that just a few years ago was attracting 30 to 40 million without breaking a sweat. For context, back in 2017, when the Oscars earned 33 million viewers and 9.1 million demo viewers in the 18 to 49 age group, people were freaking out over the plunge in public interest. Well, last night, the number was less than half 33 million, that's how bad things are. So um, this is another example. Everyone's just sick of their lies, yeah. sick of their nonsense, sick of their detached, uh, you know, lunacy. 
Speaking of detached lunacy, Chris Wallace laments unstable workplace at Fox News post-2020 election. Yeah. Former Fox News Who? anchor Chris Wallace said his last employer presented an unsustainable workplace yeah. uh, for the 2020 election. and He had no longer felt com- comfortable with programming sure. at the media giant. He sure. said... I'm fine with opinion, conservative opinion, liberal opinion, while so the New York Times in an interview published Sunday. But when people start to question the truth, you know, who won the 2020 election was January 6th an insurrection. I found it unsustainable. Yeah, sure. I mean, this guy's just a, uh, he's a piece of work, too. Has anyone even seen him yet? I, I have not <laughs> no. seen him on air. Has he, been, he hasn't started yet, right? No, I think okay. he's still online, you know, doing that CNN Plus. I have not seen one, and by the way, it's been fine. I haven't missed him, but I haven't seen him one time on anything. CNN Plus, huh? And I don't hear, I don't hear the, for the calls There's uh, people saying, my gosh, we miss Chris Wallace. Where is he? We need his input on this. We need his take. And think of the two, two, think of the two things he uses as examples, the election and January 6th. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, those are clear-cut, Chris. We're with you. Yeah. That was, the election was fine, and that was some yeah. insurrection. Boy. Right. Mail-in voting. What could go wrong? Yeah. We just <laughs> just like that Hunter Biden laptop. That was, that was a farce. Yeah, I know. He might as well use that. <laughs> Chris Wallace. And Chris Wallace. Pee-pee oh, tape hoax. Let me go from, we go from the leading <laughs> network everything for the last umpteen years and a couple million people watching me on the weekends over to the last place garbage with about five people watching right espn plus people are buying espn for extra money yeah okay yeah like millhouse from the simpsons all grown up telling us the news that guy's a comical Anything else uh, news? Yeah, President Biden's Supreme Court nominee, uh, KBJ, uh, is involved in anti-racist agreement that all parents of children at Georgetown Day School must sign for enrollment according to documents obtained by Breitbart. Uh, Jackson has been a board of trustees member at GDS since 2019 and a member of the Georgetown Day School community for about a decade, while Jackson uh, denied to Senator Cruz that critical race theory is taught at the National Association of Independent Schools affiliate GDS during last week's Senate confirmation hearing. School uh, The school demands that parents sign a form called New Enrollment Contract Clause, which states the school has made a commitment to work actively against individual and systemic racism, which, um, when you read the text of it, is all part of the CRT curriculum. So she's off to a great start. I guess we know what we'll get from her. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll do some more news of Paul a little later. Let's do some sports, and here with that is Slick Rick. Rick Amorati, what's going on, pal? All right, Big D, Slick Rick Rodeo Report. We got four rodeos tonight. Here's number two, High Desert Stampede, Redmond, Oregon. Uh, We got all finals. This is from First Interstate Bank. Bareback riding. Jess Pope held up over the weekend, 87 and a half points on Bridwell Pro Rodeo's Meat sweats, meat sweats hung in there. And uh, <laughs> steer wrestling leader Josh Garner, 4.9 seconds, picked up $2,724. Team roping Jeff Flanagan and Jake Miner, 5.0 seconds, 34.83 each. Saddle Bronc riding leaders Leighton Green, 87 points on Bridwell's Pro Rodeos, Beaver Bend. Uh, 84258. Names are priceless. Beaver Bend and uh, Meat Sweats together tonight. Okay, <laughs> there you good. Go. I'm not touching that one. Tie down roping leaders. You got a tie. Cody Jones and Roger Nonella, 8.4 seconds, $3,900. Bow Racing, Casey Gartner, 16.25 seconds. And Bull Riding, 
Reed off the doll, 80 points on Bridwell Rodeo's Snow Cougar, which also held up over the weekend, that score. An all-around cowboy, I know you guys are all waiting. Jordan Ty, $2,400. He did tie-down roping and team roping. We're going to have more rodeo later on. And let's not forget NASCAR. NASCAR Cup Series from Austin, Texas over the weekend. Ross Chastain, Trackhouse Racing, secure first NASCAR Cup win with victory at Circuit of the Americas. An Associated Press report, Pitbull is somewhere smashing watermelon and drinking champagne. Ross Chastain and Trackhouse Racing became first-time cup winners Sunday when Chastain bashed and banged his way around the final lap of overtime at the Circuit of the Americas road course. He tangled with friend and former teammate A.J. Almendiga to secure his first victory in 121 cup starts. Chastain won his sixth race with Trackhouse, which is co-owned by Pitbull. The eighth-generation watermelon farmer from Florida celebrated by spiking a watermelon from the top of his winning Chevrolet. Trackhouse founder Justin Mark said Mr. Worldwide told him in a post-race phone call that he was doing the same thing with a bottle of bubbles. I said I'll join him as soon as I can. So Mr. Worldwide, Pitbull, gets his first racing win on his team. He's invested, obviously, in Trackhouse, so good for him. Boy, that guy, everything he touches turns to gold. That's a wrap in sports. Big D, or back to you. Yeah, he seems like a pretty smart guy. Good investor, too. Yep. All right, live from Studio 6B. Man, that was a quick first hour. What's the getter uh, count at? Halfway Over 14K. home. 14.3. We got to get to 30. That's Come halfway. On. We're halfway there, and we're halfway there. We need a big second hour. Coming up, Crazy Town. That might do it. <laughs> what else we got? LOL the day. That's coming up, too. Live from Studio 6B, hour two, when we get back. from Studio 6B, Hour 2, Real America's Voice, Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus Channel 1029. Of course, streaming exclusively on uh, Real America's Voice web uh, homepage, americasvoice.news, and of course on Getter, Real AM Voice. Make sure you follow Real America's Voice. Make sure you follow us as well uh, at LFS6B, almost on all our social media, Twitter, Getter, Truth Social, uh, Facebook, all at LFS6B. Holding my, uh, I like to play with this uh, during the show, my live, uh, my live um, coin that I got from, what was that, Michael um, song we did? Yeah, your friend. Yeah, that's cool. Don't die for a lie. Yep. That's it, live. Um, all right, so the getter chat, we're trying to get the, we'll do Crazy Town when we get to 30,000. On 30. the views. Right now we have 15. We're halfway through. So if we can get to 30, crazy town. we'll no. do Crazy Town tonight. <laughs> Biden needs a reality check. That should be good. So we got to share the, um, we got to share this to get the view, get the views on Getter Up so that we can play Crazy Town. So uh, we'll do some news and sports all coming up in hour two. We started hour one by talking about Biden again, embarrassing us on the world stage as he has now consistently. By the way, it embarrasses us when he's home, too, not just on the world stage. But there's a piece today in Red State. Joe Biden face plants once again trying to explain away <laughs> his recent gas. And this is, of course, what happened today. And this is from um, Bonchi. And 
They say Joe Biden has always been known as a gaffe prone in his public speaking, going back <laughs> to his time in the Senate. He had a reputation for saying things that made headlines. Well, no, not because they were profound in any way, but because they were so ridiculous and out of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> After all, it was Barack Obama who once said, don't underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. <laughs> Still, the last week has been, well, special. <laughs> to say our expectations for biden's trip to europe were low would be an understatement but i'm not sure i foresaw it going as badly as it did over the course of just a few days the president managed to say that u.s troops were going to enter ukraine he suggested nato would use chemical weapons and he promoted regime change in russia the white house scrambled to clean up after each and every misstep insisting that the president just misspoke. Unfortunately for his handlers, <laughs> Biden only caused more confusion today while attempting to address those gaffes. In one instance, he asserted that, well, no, he's not walking anything back when he pressed for regime change. One more time, G. Let's do cut four, and then we'll do cut five. Roll it. The fact of the matter is I was expressing the more outrage I felt toward the way Putin is dealing and the actions of this man just just brutality of half the children in Ukraine. I had just come from being with those families. Did you? And, uh, and so, uh, but I, I want to make it lying. clear. Yeah. I wasn't then, nor am I now, articulating a policy change. I was expressing the moral outrage that I feel, and I make no apologies for it. Personal, personal my, my personal feelings. Secondly, you asked me about... Uh, well, what was the second part? <laughs> the diplomacy of this moment. No, I don't think it does. You know, uh, the, uh, uh, the fact is that we're in a situation where... Uh, now listen to um, this. What complicates the situation at the moment is the, uh, the escalatory efforts of Putin to uh, continue to engage back, in carnage, the, the kind story. of behavior that, uh, that makes the whole time? world say, my well, God, Listen what is to the last two doing? sentences. That's what complicates things a great deal. And... Uh, um, but I, I don't think it complicates it at all. <laughs> Wait a minute. What a wordsmith. So what you're saying. Do we have an is this English today? <laughs> Roll it, G. <laughs> I have to highlight this. There we go. You know, uh, the, uh, uh, <laughs> the fact is that we're in a situation where uh, um, what complicates the situation at the moment is the, uh, the escalatory efforts of putin that's what complicates things a great deal and uh um, but i i don't think it complicates it <laughs> oh boy he is some leader else. of the free world i mean he contradicts himself in the same sentence that's what complicates things but i don't think it complicates things <laughs> I, mean, I mean am i right uh, am i reading that wrong no you read it correctly you got that. those no, are his the problem words. is it's just very complicated yeah exactly <laughs> but not really no not well, as much of course as you not right no so cut five uh they <laughs> somebody had to follow up on this because again they've spent two days walking it back and when asked about it he says no i'm not walking it back so cut five someone <laughs> wanted to make sure Roll that, G. When you say that you're not walking anything back, you do feel that Vladimir Putin should be remain from removed from power. Is that what you're saying? And no, what I was I was expressing just what I said. I was expressing the moral <laughs> outrage I felt towards this man. I wasn't articulating a policy change, and uh, I think that uh, 
you know, he continues on this course that he's on, he is going to become a pariah worldwide. And who knows what he come, becomes at home in terms of support. But, Are you concerned this remark might escalate the conflict? No, I'm not. I'm not at all. Look. But I am. And, and, you know, look, the, the other thing is that uh, a, a couple people have asked me as well, might as well speak to it unless you want to ask the question, but, uh, you know, uh, that other governments have suggested that this is a problem, I'm escalating things. Uh, no. And is it weak in NATO? No, it hadn't. NATO has never, ever, ever, sorry, ever, up, ever, ever been as strong as it is today. Never. Go back to my screen, G. <laughs> what number are we up to? Macron said he would have used these whatever, whatever. Is this now threatening to splinter un- unity with your NATO allies? Now, there's something to be th- said about this card. Obviously, how do they know someone's going to ask that question? Yep. Uh-huh. But if you see down here, no, NATO has never been more united. Of course, he used that for this answer to say never, ever, 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 ever been more united. Right. But isn't it interesting of this question? Macron said he would have used these. The UK government suggested it was a problem. Is this now threatening to splinter unity? I mean, that's not exactly. I mean, they knew this one was coming. So if you weren't advocating for regime change, what did you mean? That's clear that someone's going to ask that. But this one, it's interesting that this is on his card as almost as if they know it was coming. Not, not only did they know it was coming, they knew exactly you know, what leaders to reference. This is not like, okay, what do you think? Should we put Macron in? Yeah, let's throw him. No, this was the question that was submitted saying, okay, uh, Mr. NBC reporter, this is going to be your question that you ask. Yeah. Try and stick to the script because that's what he's going to be reading. Right, and his answer is going to supposed yeah. to be, no, NATO has never been more united. But the guy left out Macron and, I guess, the uh, UK and just went with the rest of the question. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us why <laughs> your uh, sham wow is so much better than the leading wiper picker-uppers? You know, it's just an infomercial, man. They just set him up in this thing that still can't get it right. You know that expression, fake it till you make it? He's faking it. He ain't making it. So back to this article from Red State, they say, uh, you can just see Jen Psaki pulling out a cigarette and taking one <laughs> long drag after seeing this press conference. <laughs> all the face planning she worked to correct since Saturday, this guy goes and undoes it all over the course of just a few meandering minutes. I'm sure she rushed herself to the hospital to get on a ventilator to say so she can't be available for any more press conferences. According to the president's (laughs) latest remark, he's not walking anything back and does feel that Putin should be removed from power. That's a complete reversal from the clarification put out by his handlers, yet he attempts to have it both ways by asserting that his comments were an expression of his personal feelings, not a policy change. The thing is, a president's word is the policy so it is policy when it comes from the administration they are in charge he sets the course when biden says putin needs to be disposed that represents a policy change regardless of what some faceless bureaucrat thinks peter Ducey pressed biden on the totality of his european gaffes instead of providing some viable explanation or admitting fault biden just smirked and insisted that none of what Peter said actually happened. (laughs) 
Well, I'd love to be able to blame that answer on Biden's uh, senality. And actually, it's just him being the notorious liar that he's always been. He knows exactly what Ducey's talking about. And he knows that his own staff had to put out multiple statements backtracking on the things he said while at NATO and in Poland. Yet, in true Biden fashion, he thinks he can just flash a smile, spew more falsehoods, lie, and then receive a pat on the head. I've got bad news for him, though. People aren't buying it anymore. There's a reason his approval numbers rival that of testicular cancer. (laughs) Biden's good old boy act doesn't buy him the goodwill that it used to. Voters are angry at the pain he's wrought. They understand how dangerous these missteps are, and they're ready to send a message. November awaits. It's hard to argue with any of that. These are not the gaffes you're looking for. (laughs) Testicular kids. I mean, to think, yeah, I mean, there's there's not much funny about that. That's just too funny, man. To think about a president making those three gaffes in the span of 72 hours? I think it was less than that. Maybe less than that? Yeah. I don't think he's awake for 72 hours, so. Well, no, he's certainly not awake for all 72, but to think that someone could make those three mistakes and for the most part get a pass from the, pretty much get a pass. I mean, that that piece we played from NBC is about as hard-hitting as they're going to get with him about it. And what's crazy is that they keep him away from the press and they keep him away from the media. Imagine some of the things he says behind the scenes. In these meetings, you know, that he's supposedly running and, uh, you know, dictating how things are going to go in his administration. Just imagine the stuff that comes tumbling out of that idiot's mouth. A couple more on this. Cut six, G. Roll that. So saying he cannot remain in power does not mean regime change. What does it mean? <laughs> it means that I would hope, he, I just was expressing my outrage. He shouldn't remain in power. Just like, you know, bad people shouldn't continue to do bad things. But it doesn't mean we have a fundamental policy to do anything to take Putin down in any way. What made you add that? Because that wasn't in your prepared remarks, we were told. So what made you add that at the end, Mr. President? Because I was talking about, I was talking to the, to the Russian people. The last part of the speech was talking to the Russian people, telling them what we thought. And I was communicating this to not only the Russian people, but the whole world. This is, this is just stating a simple fact that this kind of behavior is totally unacceptable, totally unacceptable. And the way to deal with it is to strengthen and, and put uh, keep the NATO notes. completely united and help Ukraine where we can. Back to the notes. Wow. I mean, he almost said it again. Yep. He wanted to say it again right there. Because saying this behavior, can't, that's a big difference from saying this man cannot stay in power. That, those, those two things are polar opposites when you're the president of the United States. It just shows you. With the notes, he's horrendous. Off the notes, he's... Dangerous. Dangerous. Exactly. Said dangerous. Why?
Why did the mayor of Moscow's wife give the Bidens, both of them, three and a half million dollars for them? That's a lot of money. She gave him three and a half million dollars. So now I would think Putin would know the answer to that. I think he should release it. I think we should know that answer. All right, 17 past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Monday, getting a brand new week started. Glad you're with us. As always, Geofran holding it down. Paul's doing news. Rick Delgado's here. Rick Amorati's going to do sports here in a second. Uh, good to see the Getter chat all live and fired up. 17,000. We got to get to 30 here. Got to get a big, strong push. Share the show. Get it out there. Real AM voice. Make sure you follow us on at LFS6B as well. President Trump, tomorrow night, 6 p.m., right here on Just the News, Not Noise with Amanda Head and John Solomon. They were down there today. Uh, Harry and the crew. Harry said it was great. Said it absolutely came out great. The interview was great. The president was fired up fantastic energized did a great interview and uh in that sound clip you can hear where he's a little bit of where they uh talking about the mayor of moscow's wife so we'll see what else they cover yeah i want to see how much further he goes with that because uh he he, he also mentions that putin might not have an answer to that question yep because let's face it if if money like that is flowing from one political (laughs) official over to somebody else uh, chances are Putin may have given his blessing to it. You know what I mean? So there could be something tied there that uh, they really, really don't want to come out. Yeah, well, it'll, it'll absolutely be interesting. Tomorrow night, 6 p.m., no one has seen it. We've only got this clip, so I'll be I'll be anxious to watch it along with all of you. 6 p.m., John Solomon, the man to head, and uh, President Donald Trump. 6 p.m. tomorrow night, right here, Real America's Voice. Let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by another great patriot, of course, Mike Lindell and MyPillow, MyPillow.com. Use our code LFS6B for almost, you don't, you don't even know what you're going to get off. It depends on what you buy. But, I mean, the, it ranges from, God, on the low end, about 30% to the high end, 60%, whether it's slippers, pillows, mattress toppers, stuff for your pets and dog, great dog stuff. And uh, almost all of it made in the USA and all of it's fantastic. LFS6B at checkout. Uh, let's do some sports and hear what that's Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? All right, Big D, back to the rodeo. Nacogdoches Pro Rodeo and Steer Show. That was over the weekend. It's a final wrap at from Nacogdoches, Texas. The Nacogdoches County Expo Center. Bareback riding held up over the weekend. This score, Lane McGee, 84 and a half <laughs> points on Pete Carr Pro Rodeo's Yo-Yo. Steer Wrestling, Cade Goodman, 3.9 seconds. Team Roping, Reno Stobner and Seth Jones, 4.7 seconds. Saddle Bronc, Keen Justison, 85 points on P-Car Pro Rodeos, Baywatch, and uh, Saddle Bronc riding leader, uh, actually tie-down roping, Weldon Watson, 8.4 seconds, Battle Racing, Shelly Morgan, 15.26 seconds, and Bull Riding, Braden Richardson, 83 and a half points on Last Lancaster and Jones Pro Rodeos number 805. Sounds like a fragrance. And um, let's see, going over to the Formula One, 
Big race this weekend yesterday. Caught that myself. It's the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix from uh, this is the F1 Formula One report. Verstappen beats Leclerc by just a 0.5, a half a second in an epic Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Red Bulls Max Verstappen won an epic battle over Charles Leclerc in Saudi Arabia with Carlos Sounds complete, uh, completing the podium behind his Ferrari teammate. A brief uh, lull occurred at the start of lap 47 before Verstappen made sure he had DRS and pried the lead off Leclerc, the championship leader unable to close on him uh, this time. Leclerc put in the fastest lap with his second win in the closing stage, but Verstappen nearly kept kept him at bay, shrugging off the scare of a late Sector 1 yellow flag for a Lance Stroll Alex Albon coming together to win by just 0.549 seconds. Could you imagine that? That's incredible. And uh, so good racing. Formula 1, Max Verstappen, good guy, and uh, good to see him win that race. But boy, nearly by a hair. And NHR, hey, back in action after a three-week layoff with the four wide nationals this Friday, April 1st through Sunday from the Strip at Las Vegas Motorway. A lot of people ask for the NHRA. Well, they've been off for three weeks, so they're back in action. We'll have a full report on Monday on that. How about the um, cornhole? Someone said, did you see the payouts on the uh, cornhole? Yeah, cornhole. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know, big dick. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, that would be. I, I, you know what? I'll have to get. Some, I can't get a good report on that. I did go to the National Cornhole Association. They have a website, and I, I don't know. I just couldn't get a handle on it. Cornhole. Many, there was too many holes in the report. Uh, anyway, they see the handle there. Listen, here's the guy that gave me a hard time about curling. Now he's now he's telling me, "Yo, oh, you can't do curling. I'll throw you off the show." And now he wants cornholing. I'm just telling you what the people are asking. All right, we'll, we'll go for the paper. All right, we'll get to the cornholing. No question about it. All right, one more report here. Sounds like a good weekend. Osaka into quarters. Sweet Tech Cruises. I got to get out of here. Okay. (laughs) AP report, gentlemen. Naomi Osaka will face American Danielle Collins for a place in the semifinals of the Miami Open after the Japanese star beat Allison Risk 6-3-6-4 earlier today. Osaka has responded strongly in Florida, advancing to the quarterfinals after leaving Indian Wells in tears earlier this month after being heckled by a fan. The four-time grand champion uh, who uh, received a walkover in the previous round is yet to drop a set and remains one of the favorites to land the title. I am definitely happy, Osaka said during a court-side uh, interview. Of course, she's winning now, so she's happy. But uh, good to see that. And uh, well, with Ash Barty retiring, this she may see an opportunity here to move back into number one. I don't see Serena uh, being able to come back at this point. I don't know if she's going to get back up there. And there's a couple other good young ladies. But uh, and that's a wrap in sports. There, Big D. Back of course, to you. the movie about Serena and Venus is what he uh, won the award for. Yeah. That's King correct. Richard. King Richard. Yep. Yeah. Good movie. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. It was an excellent movie. Very I good. I, I I haven't watched a movie from beginning to end. I can't even tell you what the last yeah. movie I watched. I don't even know. On I Golden s- Pond. Hey, I saw the Tammy Faye Baker movie as well. Been. That was pretty good. And she won Best uh, Actress. The young lady won that as well. It's a pretty big deal that um, Apple TV won the Oscar for Best Picture, right? Yes. That was amazing. Amazing. They paid them off. Yeah. The big cash payoff. What was it's the like dog in the something, right? It was. Uh, I thought it was called Coda. Coda. Or something, oh, Coda. Yeah. That's right. The signing. That was an amazing story. That gentleman who was, uh, you know, the sign. I thought that was a good story. I liked that. Never heard about it. No, I never heard of it either. I didn't know one movie that was up for anything. Oh, and, and in a couple of years, remember what I reported on uh, Friday? Dune. How they'll be? Uh, how they'll be? Uh, you know, so so diverse that that most of the movies you'll probably never hear of, you'll never see. 
because it's going to be, you know, yeah, if it doesn't have enough black people or handicapped or this or LGBTQ, whatever, you're they won't make the movie. Yeah. So. Well, what we're talking about is, you guys, uh, Ricky Gervais was asked how he would have, uh, if he was at the Oscars, how he would have opened the night. Uh, his Some of his tweets were just hysterical. He said, I'd start, by, I'd start with hello. I hope this show helps ordinary people watching from home. If you're unemployed, for example, take some comfort in the fact that even if you had a job, your salary probably wouldn't be as much as the goodie bag all the actors have just been given. <laughs> And uh, then he went out to say, I would add it, uh, I'm, I'm proud to announce that this is the most diverse and progressive Oscars ever, looking out from all walks of life, every demographic under the sun, except poor people. Obviously, F them. <laughs> <laughs> Such a well, Ricky Gervais gave the most um, iconic oh, yeah. opening oh, ever, as he just... He smoked everybody in the room. He's classic. You're in no position to lecture anyone. <laughs> Take your little. You, you, you work for the sweatshops and just killing them. I, know I saw, was your friend. I saw a comment that said if if um, if Will Smith tried to pull that with Dave Chappelle, Chappelle would already be on his third hour of Jada Pinkett shows. <laughs> true story. That's yeah. true. True story. So, ah, what a punk. I mean, look, the whole thing was lowbrow. And the worst thing about it is Will Smith usually carries himself with a little more dignity than that. But what is going on there? I mean, it's just like a nut. Yeah. It, it's so strange. That is a weird dynamic. All of it. I still speaking can't of, wrap uh, my head around it. Speaking of Will Smith and how he carries himself, I was reminded today because I saw it on social media, President Trump's t- 2012 tweet video Um congratulating Will Smith for smacking some guy in the line who I guess went up to him and tried to kiss him or something like that. And, yeah. and Trump put out a video about it. I want to congratulate Will Smith for smacking that guy. Well, of course, that showed up on everyone's timeline today. <laughs> Our live from Studio 6P. More when we get back. Crazy Town, hopefully coming up. When you pose the question this way, as we did in this poll to voters, you say, hey, both of these things are very important. Controlling inflation and improving the economy, ending the Russia-Ukraine war. Let's stipulate they're both important. Which, though, do you voters think should be Joe Biden's top priority? Again, you can see here it goes 68-29 when it comes to dealing with the economy. So we show how that is dragging down Joe Biden's approval rating. It also seems to be rubbing off on his party midterm election year here's the generic ballot republicans right now with a two-point advantage in our poll wow sound like the blues speaking of that look at this nbc polling show biden approval rating yeah michi alcindor can't deal with it (laughs) she says the number that jumped out at me was the fact that 38 percent of americans are blaming biden's policies for inflation and gas prices and only 6% are blaming Russia. <laughs> God. Ay, ay, ay. Well, you heard it right there. Inflation is on the minds of every American because it's the most insidious kind of tax there is, and you're all feeling it continually. And the Fed is not showing that they have the stomach to tackle it as the continued expansion of the balance sheet, even up to last week. So what are you going to do to, for your savings? How are you going to protect your savings? You've saved all your life. You don't want to be punished, as Paul Nolan says, for saving your entire life. What are you going to do? you got to consider your financial alternatives. 
And I don't blame you. Paper money continues to become worthless. The M2 money supply continues to expand. How do you protect your hard-earned savings? Well, one of the options to consider is physical gold and silver. And, of course, the folks to talk to there are our friends at Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold are experts in precious metals. An A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of satisfied customers. Most importantly, they'll give you options. You can buy gold coins, convert an existing IRA to a gold IRA. You can even convert an eligible 401k account to a gold IRA account. Here's how you get started. Text the word AMERICA, send it to 989898, get your free information kit from our friends at Birch Gold with absolutely no obligation. They'll show you how to protect your gold and silver investments in a tax-sheltered account. So get the facts and get started today. You have nothing to lose. Text the word AMERICA to 989898 for your free information kit from our friends at Birch Gold Group. They've made it super easy. Just text the word America, send it to 989898. Let Birch Gold show you how owning gold and silver could help protect your savings. All right, 32 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Monday, getting the week started. Lots to do. I want to remind you again, President Trump on with John Solomon, Amanda Head, tomorrow night, 6 p.m., right here on Real America's Voice. Uh, Just the news, not noise. Uh, exclusive for the entire hour. Uh, the team was down at Mar-a-Lago today with the president, taped the interview. It'll be uh, on tomorrow night. And uh, you heard about 25 seconds of it about the mayor of Moscow here tonight. And I'm sure, like Rick said, they're going to delve into that. And I'm sure many other things, election integrity, Hunter Biden, and who knows what else. president was fired up. I hope if they talk about um, climate change, I hope the president watches his language. <laughs> Man, what a moment that was. <laughs> See the, rea- the reaction he got people. from people was like the reaction Will Smith got from people. His jaws dropped. It just out of nowhere. <laughs> jaws dropped. So uh, let, let's do some news, Paul. We haven't done any news. And uh, news is brought to you by our friends at 7cells.com. Use our code LFS6B. Uh, 10% off at checkout. What's going on? Well, I'm stalling at 4,500 on Getter. Come on, give me some love out there, guys. Let's get me up to 5,000. I want to get that red check board, the V, whatever I'm supposed to get. I don't know. <laughs> um, this is a poll from Breitbart and uh, Trafalgar Group. Um, most Americans are not willing to risk American lives to carry out peacekeeping missions or enforce no-fly zone in Ukraine. Uh, the survey asked... Uh, are, how willing are you to risk the lives of young American people to enforce a no-fly zone or peacekeeping mission in Ukraine? Overall, 66.3% indicated they are not very willing to support that. Of those, 32.4% said they were not willing at all, and 33.9% said they are not very willing. Uh, another 26.3% said they are somewhat willing, but 7.5% uh, said they are very willing um, to support it, I'd like to see how many of them are willing to uh, pick up a AK and uh, and leave their comfy couch and go fight. We'll see. Well, we know not many because we know not many would even stay in this country to fight if it was invaded. As was asked in one of our recent poll, Democrats specifically said, "No, we're out. Of that you know, <laughs> we're out of here." But the polling on, by the way, we haven't spoken too much about this polling about what's going on in Ukraine. But the American people are overwhelmingly in support of helping Ukraine. And actually, the polling shows that most Americans at this point feel like the U.S. is not doing enough. 
Well, it's, they've been inundated with constant pro-Ukraine. I mean, there's so many bad players in this thing, and it's like you, you don't have to think linear. You just don't have to pick a side here. To pick the humans who are on the ground who are going to be starved in Russia and murdered in Ukraine. And again, it's a billionaire's war. It's all the rich people making more money at the expense of the pawns on the ground that they don't care about, and you've been told to pick a side. You don't have to pick a side other than the side of, of humanity. These people are not fighting a legitimate war for anything other than control of currency and, and bioweapons. And, and, and just, you know, the whole thing is all about, you know, glo- like a national communism versus global communism. Don't pick a side. They're both evil. Well said. Uh, what else is going on in the news? I just wanted to touch on the truckers. The People's Convoy shifts gears uh, to protest uh, the California vaccine laws. Truckers protesting the Biden administration's reluctance to give up COVID-19 pandemic-induced uh, uh, emergency powers are now headed to California to fight against proposed vaccine-related legislation. Mike Landis, the lead trucker and spokesperson for the People's Convoy, told the crowd of truckers and supporters on March 27th, that the uh, proposed set of 10 legislative bills is tyrannical. A video posted on uh, social media site Getter shows Landis outlining the bills to jeers from supporters gathered in Hagerstown, Maryland. The People's Convoy left um, Del uh, Tanto, California, in late February and has been in Washington, D.C. the last few weeks demanding President Biden give up his emergency power. So they're still fighting it. I really wish we could get some more footage. but uh, Truckers for Freedom on Getter has been really good showing footage, so got to keep on supporting those guys out there. They're, they're doing the dirty work, and it's just nice to see it hasn't been infiltrated, you know? Yeah, I was a little um, – a lot of people ask about it, and, of course, our Ben Berkwam traveled all the way across the country as we were covering it. But as we talked about, right, we, we knew that once we got close to D.C., there was no – what happened in Toronto or Ottawa was not going to happen in Washington. And that's, of course, what the uh, police and Secret Service did. They were, weren't going to get anywhere near uh, going down there. And that's exactly what's happened. Yeah, but also the news media made sure nobody knew about it. Let's face it. They, they, they didn't want any coverage. It happened in Canada. It didn't happen here, if you notice, because they were circling the, uh, the outskirts of D.C., you know, and, and didn't want to go in. And then there was a cyclist who got in front of them, tried to slow them down. That really didn't get much coverage. So it, it was, you know, it was basically censored. They try to censor it so you don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A uh, couple of, anything else in the news, Paul? That kind of covers it for now. All right. A couple other clips here. Let's get to cut nine, G. Uh, just another person asked about Biden's regime change, uh, Gaff, for all that. Listening to the president, he sounded pretty unambiguous. This man cannot remain in power. Are you concerned that by walking back the president's comments, you and other administration officials may be undermining him on the world stage at a really critical moment? I think we all feel great about how the last couple of days have gone. It was important to get the president no, so here stop. to so Europe. Just stop. Just stop. Had... I can't take her. I can't take her. <laughs> Who is that? That's the Biden's ambassador to NATO. There you go. So, I mean... Just think about that statement. Ugh. We think the we think the last couple of days have gone great. Ambassador okay. to NATO. Yeah. Ambassador to NATO. We think the last couple of days have gone great. He almost started World War Three three times. So it's gone great. <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah. Jalapeno peppers on the pizza. Almost choked to death. No problem. <laughs> right. Old people can't keep their homes warm. Yeah, it's terrific. 
All right. Well, we're not approaching 30,000. We're approaching 20,000, which is pretty decent. And the getter chat's fired up. So crazy town time, G. Biden needs a reality check. Roll it. It's been a busy couple of days. The budget I'm releasing today sends a clear message to the American people that yeah. we've, what we value. First, fiscal <laughs> responsibility. The previous administration, as you all know, ran up record budget deficits. Sure. In fact, the deficit went up every year under my predecessor. My administration is turning that around. <laughs> Last year, we cut the deficit by more than $350 billion. This year, we're on track to cut the deficit by more than $1 trillion. $300 billion. After my president's, my, excuse me, my predecessor's fiscal mismanagement, we were reducing the Trump deficits and returning our fiscal house to order. Congress can do this, this all right now. We're debating it now. We can also restore fiscal responsibility. The Trump tax cuts added $2 trillion in deficit spending and largely helped the rich and the largest corporations. My budget, my budget tackles security in two key budget. ways, which are going to require investments to make things like space and cyber and other advanced capabilities, including, including hypersonics. Huh? We can restore fiscal responsibility and safeguard our security at home and abroad while meeting the third value, what I call building a better America. My budget invests in building more homes to keep us up to deal with the skyrocketing exactly. cost of housing for the middle class and the poor. Research and development to broaden the reach of solar and build a clean energy future. My budget funds a new organization called ARPA-H at Health and Human Services at the at Department of Health. Wherever. It stands for Advanced Research Projects for Building Health. Over there. You asked me about, uh, well, what was the second part? You know, uh, the, uh, uh, that's what complicates things a great deal. And, uh, um, but I, I don't think it complicates it at all. It means that I would hope he, I just it was expressing my outrage. He shouldn't remain in power. And, and you know, look, the, the other thing is that uh, a couple of people have asked me as well. Might well speak to it unless you want to ask the question. But uh, you know, uh, that other governments have suggested that this is a problem. I'm escalating things. Uh, no, and it weakened NATO. No, it hadn't. NATO has never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever, good. ever, ever been as strong as it is today. It says it right here. Never. Um, uh, Cleve, you had a question. Cleve. Where is it? Isn't that kind of fascinating? When I first got elected, I was being beat up because I supported the police too much for the previous 30 years. Oh, yeah. Of course you did. No. That's what I think. I know you're going to ask a really nice question. Well, it's, it's an important question, no, I think. Please. Are you worried? that other leaders in the world are gonna to start to doubt that America is back if some of these big things that you say on the world stage keep getting walked back. What's getting walked back? It sounded like you told US troops they were going to Ukraine. It sounded like you said it was possible the US would use a chemical weapon and it sounded like you were calling for regime like change was. in Russia and we know- None of the three occurred. What's None of the three. None of the three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. None of the Why three. Why did I tell you? You got to be silly. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to take two more questions. One, two. It's ridiculous. Nobody believes we're going to take down. I was going to. I was talking about taking down Putin. Nobody believes that. But just to be clear, are you confident that Vladimir Putin sees it that way? That he will not use this 
as an escalatory. Uh, I don't care. Given his recent behavior, you should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. To you. This is a guy who goes to the beat of his own drummer. Goes to the beat of his own drummer. Yeah. Oh man. He's I still don't know where he stands. He's a one-man. <laughs> he's a one-man band. You know. Why did the mayor of Moscow's wife give the Bidens, both of them, three and a half million dollars for them? That's a lot of money. She gave him three and a half million dollars. So now I would think Putin would know the answer to that. I think he should release it. I think we should know that answer. All right, 13 to the hour, live from Studio 6B. Let's do the LOL of the day, G, before we do sports, because Kamala, she had some words of encouragement, and I'm always down for words of encouragement from the dumbest vice president ever. Let's see those. Roll it. (laughs) What? Are you even listening? (laughs) (laughs) Willie, the host there, looks really, he looks inspired. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Well, I just feel like Ooh. I just watched Rocky. Well, so motivating. I feel like I can overcome anything. She said this. Yeah. All right, let's do some sports. And here with that is uh, Rick Amorati. Sports brought to you by our friends at MyPillow.com. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. What's going on, Slick Rick? I get it. At Slick Rick Sports, give me a follow. I follow back. And Cave Creek Rodeo Days. One more trip to the rodeos. Big D. Cave Creek Arizona at the Cave Creek Memorial Arena. Bareback riding. Wyatt Denny, 84 points on the Servi Brothers Frontier Hostage. $1,800. Steer Wrestling, Ty Newt Novich and Rooster Yazik. 3.7 seconds. Rooster, he'd be somebody to room with in the mornings. Uh, team Roping, John, John Goyona and Trevor Nolan. 5.3 seconds. Saddle Bronc, Stetson Del Wright. There he is. 86 points on the Servi Brothers. Sipping on fire. Tie down roping. We had a tie. Colton Coford and Richard Newton. 8.8 seconds. Bow Racing. Susan Siggins, zigging and a zagging, 15.81 seconds. <laughs> Bull riding, you got a tie. Jesse Flores on 4L and Diamonds. Rodeos Ferdinand and Lucasi Morris on 4L and Diamond Fives Rodeo. Monty Walsh, 85 points each. Bonus, we have Steer Roping, Corey Ross, 11.9 seconds. And all around Cowboy, Eric. With an H. Rogers, $1,172 team roping and steer roping. <laughs> Good stuff. Let's go to golf, gentlemen. Did you, did PGA. You say Eric with an H? Yeah. C H at the end. It's, yep. it's like epic. Yeah. Epic times. Eric. E R I C H. Just like it. 
Okay. Chad Rainey wins <laughs> Winsep Corrales Punta Cana Championship. AP report Punta Cana Dominican Republic. Chad Rainey won the Winsep Corrales Punta Cana Championship Sunday for his first PGA Tour title, beating Ben Martin and Alex Smalley by a stroke. And uh, the big one in Austin, Texas, Scotty Scheffler, best Kevin Kistner in match play final, rises to world number one with the third win in the past six weeks. He's on a hot streak. Uh, this is an ESPN report. Austin, Texas, winning by by now should be uh, old hat for Scotty Scheffler. Sunday in the Dell Technologies match play was special for so many reasons, and the new number one player in the world couldn't hide it. Moments after Scheffler closed out, Kevin Kistner on the 15th hole to win for the third time in five starts. The 25-year-old Texan was overcome by tears and hugs from his wife, his parents, and sisters, and pretty much everyone who could get a piece of him at Austin Country Club. And now he's everyone's everyone is chasing the world number one. And don't forget the Masters starts big day coming up April 7th. We're only about uh, two weeks out, a little over two weeks out. So we'll see what happens there. Can't wait for that. And one more story. NFL says all teams must add minority offensive coach. Expands the Rooney Rule to include women. This is from Kevin Seifert, ESPN staff writer. Palm Beach, Florida. All 32 teams will hire a minority offensive assistant coach for the 2022 season. Part of a series of policy enhancements uh, announced Monday to address the league's ongoing diversity efforts. This is coming from the owners' teams. Yeah, I mean, it's no longer the best, best man or woman for the job. Now it's mandatory. They have to have either an assistant coach uh, uh, of why, African why would you want? Why would you want? I don't know. Yeah. Well, most of the want a job, and the whole time you got to be thinking, I wonder if they hired me because I was the best person or I got this because they had to give it to me. Yep. Who would want to be in that position? That's crazy. Great no? Pers- no, great no, perspective. No, it, it's crazy, but there are entitled people out there that think, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, the, I belong there because of what I look like. Now, uh, the fact that I can't string two sentences together or tie my own shoes, don't worry about it. Just because I look this way or because my uh, IQ is in the single digits, this is where I belong. Crazy. That's a wrap in sports, Big D. That's what I got. All right, uh, G, put on my screen. This is the best one I've seen yet. This is probably the most accurate of the night. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so anything else in the news, Paul Nolan, we haven't covered? This is so much stupidity surrounding this Will Smith thing. Jamel Hill, she uh, she chimed in saying black women encouraged by Will Smith's protection of wife after KB, uh, KBJ hearings. I can't even read it. It's so stupid. I'll, I'll, I'll hurt the audience's IQ by, by reading it. What is she saying? She's saying she's saying that uh, black women are encouraged by Will Smith's protection of wife uh, after the KG of uh, KBJ hearings. Um, she said that. Uh, that women are empowered by his defending of her. and I mean, I'm all for defending your wife, as any husband, I think, should or would if you felt like she was being attacked. But I just think given the setting, given what we know about their marriage, and given everything else, you probably could have just, if you was really that PO'd about the joke, I get why, I actually get why you might have been, because who knows what she's been dealing with at home. It could be, I mean, who knows? What it, what it, what this disease has been, you know, what the home life is like. You could have just easily yelled something, made it very clear that you didn't think that was funny. He could have simply, he could have really stayed out of the trash. He just said, "Real classy, Chris. Classy, right, exactly. make fun of an illness. Good for you. I hope that, you're feeling good exact, about yourself." Exactly. And right there, would have got the would have got the point across perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, bad taste is bad taste. I mean, making fun of 
you know, making fun of someone being sick is usually not the greatest target of humor. Yeah, exactly. You know? but, but what's weird is that they were both uh, laughing right along when he made fun of their open marriage. Basically, you know, making fun of her cheating on him. Well, he didn't I, seem to I have a problem with that. that. I didn't see <laughs> that. That, was just, so. that happened just before that. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. That's the crazy part. I thought right before he said something like, no, that he said the other couple that was sitting there was hoping that um, Will Smith won because of some, he said something like. Uh, I have the actual clip, but yeah, he said basically it sucks for them because they're a couple. So if the, if the wife didn't win, then right. he wasn't going to want to win because right. that was the other they couple, would fight though. about it. He wasn't talking about Smith and wasn't talking about their relationship right before. No. He was talking about the couple sitting behind them. Yeah, he was saying that because the, the husband and Will Smith were in the same category. So he said yeah. if the wife didn't win, then he was hoping Will Smith would win so they wouldn't fight at home about it later. Right, meaning the couple behind him. Yeah, uh, I forget yeah. their name. Yeah. Um, all right, is that all in the news, Paul? That's it. Gee, any clips we haven't covered that, were, that you think are good? I mean, Howard Stern had to drag uh, Howard Stern had to drag uh, President Trump yeah. into it. You see that stupidity? What'd say? Will, he said Will Smith and Trump are the same guy. Howard Stern, the irrelevant uh, shock jock, who's now a Bye. big silly mouthpiece for the establishment. The yeah, he said that Is that because they both saved the country from aliens? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's a good one, G. That's really good, G. Yeah, they both saved the country. One from aliens and one from, from tried to. Illegal uh, from, aliens. From the left. Yeah, illegal <laughs> aliens. Exactly. For as long as he could. And mm. who knows? Maybe once again. I want to remind you again, tomorrow night, 6 p.m., Just the News, Not Noise, John Solomon and Amanda Head with President Donald Trump. 6 p.m., Right here on Real America's Voice. We'll be here at 8 to follow up on that interview. See Mr. Solomon wants to come on after that interview. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us. Everybody keeps the country moving. Thanks, guys, in the show. Thanks, Chief. Thanks, Fran. Thanks most of all to you, to live from Studio 6B audience. Good night in the Getter Chat. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m., right here, live from Studio 6B.